What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Uncensored Christian Podcast. My name is Dante Williams, and I got a question. Um, have y'all ever felt unnoticed? Like, do you ever feel like the work that you do just goes unnoticed and that nobody has no clue that you're doing it? Um, I feel that way sometimes. But I have the personality where I want everyone to know the good work that I've done. And maybe that's a problem. Maybe that's something I need to you know, get worked on. But I do this sometimes in my marriage where if I'm feeling nice one day and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do something extra for my wife. Like, like I don't do the laundry, but I'm going to go switch the load of laundry and, and go fold some clothes. And instead of me just doing that to be nice and then not telling my wife, I will do it. And then the second she come home, I'm like, hey, baby, look, baby, look, look at that, look at the laundry, look at look, look at it, it's empty, look at that, baby, look at them clothes, they dry, look at that, the mug's folded, and and I'll do it, and I'm so excited, because I want her to look at me and go, dang, babe, bravo, good, look at you, good job, and I will do extra service so I can get recognition, um, but honestly, that's not really the way it should be. And what we should be doing in our lives is trying to be like Matthias. Yeah, Matthias, the dude in the Bible, the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, you don't you don't know what I'm talking about? You, you don't know who Matthias is? Oh. So if you do know who Matthias is, um, thumbs up to you. You read your Bible. But if you like me... Um, I had no clue who Matthias was up until about a month ago. Like I've been following God for 19 years and I didn't even know who Matthias was up until a month ago. Um, let, let me explain who Matthias is so I can make this easier for you. Uh, Matthias is kind of like the dude in the boy band that doesn't actually get to sing. <laughs> like I know who I'm talking about. Uh, he's a dude in the background that doesn't actually get to sing the main verse. But he's the one singing the harmonies just because they need someone to fill the spot. Uh, that's kind of who Matthias is. Um, but who is he in the Bible? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, he was actually one of the 12 apostles. Say what? Yes. Uh, Matthias was actually one of the 12 apostles. You, you, you mean he was up there with uh, with Peter, with James, and John, and Andrew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Matthias was in that, that same group. Um, but, but let me clarify. He wasn't one of the original 12. He wasn't one of the original 12 that, that Jesus chose. Uh, what happened was, if you know the story, uh, you know that one of the 12, his name was Judas. Um, and Judas decided that he was going to sell out Jesus for some coin. And so Jesus ended up dying because of Judas. And then, you know, Judas was like, oh, I got all this money. I'm going to go spend it. But then he felt guilty and he ended up dying, <laughs> which is what you get, by the way, if you sell out your Lord and Savior. But whatever. Um, so... The apostles, after Jesus was raised and all that good stuff, they were like, uh, uh, we got a problem here, boys. Um, Jesus picked 12, but now we only got 11 because Judas up and went and died. And so we need to fill his spot. So in Acts chapter 1, they are trying to fill Judas's spot. Um, I want to read this so you can understand who Matthias is um, and kind of get the same idea of what I got when I read this. So Acts chapter 1, verse 20, check this out. For it is written... In the book of Psalms, may his camp become desolate and let there be no one to dwell in it. They talk about Judas because he's a, a little skank and was sell, sold Jesus out. Um, and let another take his office. So one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of those men must be 
become with us a witness to his resurrection. And they put forward to Joseph, called Barsabbas, who was also called Justice, first of all, why do you have so many names, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. When I read that, I thought, Oh, snap! There was another uh, apostle I didn't even know about. And I was like, yo, I'm ready to see what Matthias is about to do. Like, like this is the end of Acts chapter 1. I flipped over to Acts chapter 2, and I was expecting, I'm like, yo, I'm finna hear how Matthias out here healing, how he walking with authority in Jesus, you know what I'm saying? How he, how he preaching the word and, and, and spreading the message. I was so excited, and I was expecting to hear what good Matthias was about to do in chapter 2. Um, but I flipped to chapter 2. Y'all ever flip to chapter 2 in your life? Y'all ever see God do something great in chapter 1, but then you flip to the next chapter expecting to see even more blessing and for some reason doesn't show up? Because that happened to me here. I flipped to chapter 2 and I heard nothing about Matthias. Not a word. In fact, um, I did some research and Matthias's name is only mentioned twice in the entire Bible. You're talking about a Bible that has thousands and thousands of words and he's only mentioned twice. One of the apostles, one of the guys who, who his, his whole goal is to spread the word of God. And I only hear his name two times. And that two times is in the verse that we just read in Acts chapter one. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought Matthias must be whack. Like, like how whack you got to be for your name to only be mentioned twice when you are a part of, of the group of the boy band. And I got disappointed, but God said something to me. He said, sometimes Dante, sometimes it's the servant that goes unnoticed that can have the most faith. The title of this message today is secret service. How are we supposed to serve God? You know, it, it could also be the secret of service. And so today I want to unlock the secret of service when we're serving God. You know, I think the problem is, is that sometimes we look at serving God as a quality that we should be praised for. Like, 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 like we, we look at serving God as something that sets us a part that we should get extra praise from other people for. Like serving God is great and it's what we need to do, but we do it for his glory, not for our own. Like like when I do the laundry so my wife can then give me praise. No, 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 no. I should be doing extra and serving my wife because that is what God has called me to do, not so I can gain extra praise. When's the last time that you did something nice? For your mom, for your boss, for your brother, for your cousin, for your friend. When's the last time that you went out of your way to serve somebody without wanting to receive recognition? See, the, the problem that I see is that a lot of times people will serve God and they'll go and post about it so they can gain praise. 
And and in the Bible, it talks about this in Matthew chapter six. Jesus just talks about just you know two things out of many that he wants you to do in secret. One of them is giving. He talks about when you give, give cheerfully, but don't give so everyone can look at you and go, wow. They gave so much. We should praise them. No, no, no. Give in secret. And the Bible says that the father who sees in secret will reward you. Same thing with fasting. When you fast and, and, and you're giving up something to serve God. Matthew chapter 6 verse 16 says this. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And, and it talks about how People will will serve God and they want everyone to see it so everyone can see how good of a Christian they are. But God is calling you to serve without wanting recognition. Serve in secret and in secret, he will reward you. See, I, I didn't get this with Matthias. This is something I didn't understand because I am so ingrained to to believe that if you are a great servant, you have to have great mentions. If you do something great, we must obviously have to hear about it many, many times. And so when I flipped to chapter two and realized that Matthias does not get mentioned anymore, I was confused. But God said, just because you are not mentioned doesn't mean you don't matter. I need y'all to see this. Just because she gets more likes does not mean you're any less. Just because your boss does not notice does not mean that you're unneeded. Just because your spouse ignores you does not mean you're unimportant. And I was so fixated on trying to see the recognition I assumed Matthias was going to receive that I missed out on his biggest service as a servant. And that was that he served Jesus from the beginning of baptism to the end in resurrection. I don't know if you missed it, but in Acts chapter 1, they said that one of the requirements to be one of the apostles is they had to be with Jesus from the very beginning to the very end. And that was Matthias's biggest service. Like, can you imagine? He stuck with Jesus through the good, when he was healing, doing miracles, preaching the word, out here killing it, all the way up until he saw the man that he believed to be his king die on the cross. He stuck with Jesus even through death. Some of us can't even stick with God through a bad relationship. Some of us can't even stick with God through just one bad season in our life because it's easy to stick with God when everything's going good. We'll praise his name. Lord, you good. Lord, you great. I can't wait. And we're all about Jesus and we're all about serving when things are going good. But the second that it seems like we, that, that, that something in our life is dying, will we stick with God? Because Matthias stuck with him up until death, stayed with it until he saw Jesus rise. And that allowed him to be in position for his purpose. See, we got to stick with God long enough to see a breakthrough. Because any walk with God, you will have your highs and you will have your lows. And what determines if you will be in position for your purpose is if you stay with God through the low points in your life. And this is what Matthias did. And and, and the biggest question is, if I'm going to serve God, will I stay?
if I'm going to serve God, will I stay when it's good? Will I stay when it's bad? Will I stay when when I got the promotion? Will I stay when it seems like everything around me is crumbling? Will I stay when my goals are being accomplished? Or will I stay when my dreams are not being achieved? He was able to be in the right place for his purpose. Because even when it seemed like all was lost, he stayed with God long enough to see a breakthrough. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says this about purpose. This is an amazing verse, so listen, please. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. I'm going to say that again. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. What's that mean? It means even if I don't see it, even if it doesn't seem fair, Even if in this season, it seems like all around me is falling apart. Even if it seems like my dreams are not being achieved. Even if it seems like my friends don't want to be around me. Even if I don't see it, all things work together for good. And I could just imagine... See, I put myself in in Matthias' shoes. I do this when I read the Bible. I put myself in their shoes and and I try and think, how would I react in this situation? And, And I was thinking, if I was Matthias... And I'm with Jesus from the very beginning. I would have been thinking, uh, Jesus, hey, hey, buddy, uh, well, why not me? Why, why didn't you pick me, uh, you know, to be one of the, one of the disciples? Because, I, Lord, I was with you through the whole thing. Like, 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 Jesus, I, I know you saw me, uh, when you got baptized by John. I had a towel, bro. <laughs> I mean, I was here, Doug. You know, when you we when you were turning water to wine, I had glasses. I was ready to help serve. Um. And and then when you went and picked your twelve, uh, I I was honestly <laughs> I was ready to give my you know acceptance speech because I I was prepared because I've been serving but but you didn't pick me <laughs> so Jesus I just I just want to know uh, why not me why why not me why why didn't I get that promotion Lord uh, I mean I, I know you, you you say you know it's your choice you, you want to do things for your own will but but I was here well, why did why did they get the promotion why why is she having children. When she used to complain about how she never wanted to have children, all I've wanted my whole life is to have children, but now I can't. What? What? Why? Why is he getting the good girl, Lord? What? Why is? Why is he getting to have a good family? Because you know I, I've been reading your word, and and I know he don't do that. I mean, I'm not trying to judge, but I know he don't do that, and he do drugs. So, so why is he getting the good family and the nice stuff? And and it's easy in some situations in a certain season of your life to question God and say, why not me? Um, but I have to tell you something and it's going to sound brutal and it's not going to be what you like to hear. Um, but God does not owe you anything. Like, like there is nothing that we could ever do that puts God in our debt to where he owes us something. Um, God's not sitting up there going, dang, you know, Dante did read his Bible every day last week. And he and he did pray a few times, so I guess I got no choice but to you know give him this job, even though it's not right for him. I do owe him. No, no, no. God, God does not owe us anything. But here's the great part: God loves us so much that He continues to give. Like I, I, I need y'all to just bask in this for a second. God does not owe us anything. If anything. We are owed death because of our sin. 
But God loves us so much that he gave Jesus and he continues to give because he loves us. And and I and I wondered when it came to Matthias and even in our own life, maybe God has a different path for your purpose. Like like if Matthias was thinking, why was I not chosen as one of the 12? But he ultimately was going to get picked to be one of the 12. Maybe God had a different path for his purpose. And I was just thinking, uh, you know, how crazy would it have been, right? If if Jesus did pick Matthias instead of like Judas, for instance. And now Matthias is the one that is ratting Jesus out and missing out on his purpose. Um, and, and what if Jesus, you know, did pick Matthias and now the position that God was preparing him to fill is now his fault like what if God is not allowing you to walk into that new job yet because right now it's not the path that he has for your purpose like like right now he's still trying to build you up and prepare you for something greater um here's something I need y'all to understand is that God's purpose spans farther than our perspective just like Romans 8 said We know that all things work together for good according to his purpose. All things. We can only see some things, but God is working in all things. So our perspective is limited to what we can see, but God is working outside of it. He's working in your future. He's working on things that happened in the past. He's working on what to your left. And was to your right. He's working on things that you can't even see. He's working on people and getting them in position to people that you haven't even met yet. But if you focus on your purpose in regards to your perspective, you will always miss out on what God has planned. Because God's purpose spans farther than what you could ever imagine or see. And and if you spend your whole life trying to feed your ego with someone else's opportunity... You will miss out on God's purpose in your life. You have to get in position for your purpose. If you're listening, say get in position. We need to get in position for your purpose. And the question is how? How do I do this? It sounds great and I want to do this, but but how? It's very simple. Being in God's presence. Reading God's word. Praying. Talking with God. You know that you can talk with God? You know you can just talk with God, just have a conversation with God. He's a relational God. God wants to be in every part of your life. Not so he can just control it, but because he wants to enrich every aspect of your life. I talk to God all the time. I just talk to God like, like, like he's one of my friends. Talk to him about my concerns. Talk to him about what I'm looking forward to today. Talking to him about what scares me, what, what I'm scared for, what, I, what I'm fearing for, what I'm worried about, what I'm happy for, what I'm excited for, what I can't wait for. I talk to God about everything, and, and that allows me to be in his presence. And that's exactly what Matthias did. Matthias chose to be in the presence of Jesus from beginning to end, regardless of what position he held in Jesus's purpose on earth. And what Matthias did is something that we need to learn is Matthias was seeking his presence instead of a podium. Some of y'all seek a podium instead of God's presence. Like, like, like some of y'all want your opinions on everything to be heard instead of God's glory. 
Some of y'all want your political views to be in every single comment section of someone's post on Instagram or Facebook instead of being in God's presence. Some of y'all want to see how many likes you can get on a video so you can make yourself feel better than being in God's presence. But God calls us to seek service, not status. And here's why. Here's how I know this. Because what God calls you to do is not popular. What God calls you to do will not gain you status with the people you are trying to gain a podium from. Because God will call you to get rid of that group of friends that has not been enriching your life. God will call you to remove people from your life and it won't be popular. So you can't just have a podium to preach to those people because God is calling you to remove them. When your self-worth is based off your status, you'll never be satisfied. But when your self-worth is based off your savior, you'll always be supplied. So when you put your worth in what God says about you, that's why being in his presence is so important. So you can understand what God says about you. And when you're in a situation where you do not know what to do, you will know what God says about him and his provision in that situation. And what we need to do is it's so important that instead of seeking seeking status, we build our reputation as a servant before we expect recognition. Because what Matthias did is he had a reputation of being readily available for Jesus. You say, Dante, how do you know that? You only heard like four verses about Matthias. I know that because they said that it had to be someone who was with them from beginning to end. And when you choose to serve God from beginning to end, that means that you are readily available for God. I want you to to ask yourself, how many times have you made yourself readily available for God? Like, Like if God just called you one day to up and give money that you didn't have, would you do it? Like if God just called you one day to up and forgive someone that that hurt you worse than you've ever been hurt in your life, would you do it? If God called you to do something that seemed crazy right now, would you be readily available to serve his calling? When I think about reputation, I think about Joseph. Some of y'all may know Joseph. But, but Joseph had a coat of many colors, and his brothers didn't like him. Um, and Joseph had a dream one day when he was very young, 17 years old. And, and his dream basically showed that his family and his brothers would bow down to him. And his brothers thought he was crazy when he told them this dream. So long story short, his brothers sold him into slavery. That's messed up, ain't it? But his brothers sold him into slavery because they said, you ain't fitting to be our king, and we ain't bowing down to you. And so they sold him. And, and Joseph ended up being... A servant for this dude named Potiphar. And long story short, Joseph served so well that Potiphar allowed Joseph to be in charge of everything in his household. And because Joseph's reputation as a reliable servant, it gained him responsibility and recognition in Potiphar's house. Um, Now, if y'all know the story, you know that Potiphar had a little cougar wife. Um, His wife, for lack of a better word, no, I, I can't say that. I can't say that. Um, let's just say that his wife was not faithful uh, and his wife was trying to chase what she could not get and what she was not supposed to get. And she tried to go after Joseph and Joseph said, nah, uh, get up on my face. And she kept pursuing him and Joseph said no. And she ended ultimately ended up basically 
crying rape, accusing him of rape that he did not do. And so Potiphar threw Joseph in jail. And now Joseph is in jail. And, and the jailkeeper, the Bible says, promoted Joseph to be in charge of all the prisoners. Um, because Joseph continued to serve well, and the Lord was with Joseph. And there was two prisoners in there with Joseph that had dreams in the same night. Um, and they both had different dreams, and Joseph interpreted them. And Joseph said to one of them, um, your dream is good. Uh, you about to get your job back, and you're going to be fine. But the other one, sorry, buddy, but your head, you gone tomorrow. You're going to die. Sorry, buddy. It was nice knowing you, though. Um, and it came to pass. And two years passed, and Pharaoh had a dream. The big dude, the king of Egypt, Pharaoh, had a dream. And this dream was waking him out. He didn't understand it. And he was calling all the wise men in the area to try and figure out the dream. And none of them could interpret the dream. And so the prisoner that had the favorable interpretation from Joseph, he remembered what Joseph did for him. And this is what happens in Genesis 41 in verse 9. Then the chief cupbearer, which was the prisoner that Joseph gave the good interpretation to, said to Pharaoh, I remember my offenses today when Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put me and the chief baker in custody in the house of the captain of the guard. And he told Pharaoh about this. He was like, yo, there's a dude named Joseph. He was up in a prison. He interpreted our dreams and they came to pass. And so in verse 14, uh, Pharaoh was like, yo, go get this dude. Maybe he can interpret my dream. And, and Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they quickly brought him out of the pit. And when he had shaved himself and changed his clothes, he came in before Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream, and there is no one who can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I've heard of your reputation. That, that, that's what's going on here. Pharaoh heard of Joseph's reputation as an interpreter of dreams. And so Pharaoh shared his dreams with Joseph. And Joseph's like, all right, man, here's what your dream is saying. Uh, for seven years, y'all going to be eating good. Like all the Big Macs, all the Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Uh, uh, you're going to have pizza and you're going to have Mexican corn. and You're going to have all the Kool-Aid you want. Like y'all going to be set for seven years. But then after that, uh, it's going to be like a coronavirus where all the restaurants close and you ain't going to have nothing for seven years. So what you need to do, uh, Pharaoh, <laughs> King, your highness is you'll need to store back some of that food um for seven years like get a deep freezer store it back because you're going to want to keep some of that for the next seven years of famine and so the proposal pleased pharaoh this is verse 37 the proposal pleased pharaoh and all his servants and pharaoh said to his servants can we find a man like this in whom is the spirit of god then pharaoh said to joseph since god has shown you all of this there is none so discerning and wise as you are that's his reputation you shall be over my house and all my people shall order themselves as you command only as regards to the throne will i be greater than you and pharaoh said to joseph see i have set you over all the land and that's the recognition i don't know if you missed this so i'm, I'm gonna explain joseph had a reputation of being a great servant and a reliable interpreter of dreams because of joseph's reputation it gained him responsibility and recognition second in command of all of egypt he went from jail sale to being the man because he had a reputation of being a reliable servant. Through slavery, through being sold by his brothers, the promise that God gave him in his dream was, it, it was different than the path that Joseph thought he was taking. 
But God was with Joseph through it all. And because Joseph uh, chose to serve and be a reliable servant, he gained the recognition that God had planned for him. See, when I was reading about Matthias, I was so focused on his chapter two. I was so focused on hearing what else has Matthias gone on to do rather than seeing how he served in chapter one. And I wonder in our lives, are we so focused on what we want God to do in our chapter two that we're forgetting to serve in our chapter one? Like, like, I don't want us to miss this. I don't want us to miss this. is so important. This is the biggest key to the secret of service. Are you so focused on what you think God has planned for you that you forget to serve where you're planted? Let's pray. Father God, I just pray that you help us see the secret of service. Lord, I pray that you help us seek being a servant over having a platform. I pray that you help us build a reputation that we will serve no matter what season we're in, no matter if we're in the highs or if we're in the lows, no matter if we see death or if we see life. Lord, I pray that you help us serve, that you help us give, that you help us be a light for other people, that you help us stay in your word and stay in your presence, even if it does not seem fair. Lord, I pray that all of your works work out for good, that that our purpose will be fulfilled even if it does not make sense and even if it spans farther than what we can see. Lord, I pray that you help us serve. I pray that you help us be okay with serving in secret and not seeking recognition or a platform and that you help us just serve so we can bring glory to you and not to ourselves. And Lord, I pray if there is anyone who is far from you that that is wanting to serve and be closer to you, Lord, I pray that you pull on their heart. I pray that you give them the courage and the strength to want to be a part of your kingdom, Lord. I thank you for everything that you do in our lives, Father. Father God, you are amazing, and I pray that we serve you for the rest of our days. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Y'all, I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on podcast platforms, I I just hope that you leave a comment, leave a review. It really helps the podcast out. I hope y'all have a great day, and I can't wait to see y'all next week.